0: he like touches her hair with his bloody hand
1: smears his blood all over her and i was like do you know how hard it is to get blood out of hair clearly you don't
0: no yeah let's not talk about why i (laughs) don't listen menstruating people know how to get blood out of anything (laughs) that's very true (laughs) it's a skill
1: katie and we're here to talk about singing and dancing and bollywood boys and yet another ghost yep
0: (laughs) (laughs) an adorable ghost A very sweet ghost who's just misunderstood. I mean, I think he's
1: slightly less misunderstood than our previous
0: (laughs) ghost. That's very true. I think if, yeah, if we were going to be ranking them in terms of how misunderstood they are, he'd be under Angelica for sure.
1: Yeah, he did definitely do some bad stuff. He
0: he was very much a crime boy while he was alive. He turned it around right there at the end. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. But certainly misunderstood in the sense that there are people who didn't know that he was trying to do the right thing. (laughs) That is
1: very, very true. Um, We are talking about Chamatkar.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was actually better than I remembered it.
0: Me too. I was delighted at every turn and also like a little bit alarmed at a certain at certain points too by some of the like emotional stuff. But like, yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow, you can tell this is like a 90s drama.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) While also being a very silly movie. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even have words. (laughs) But it does somehow manage to swing back and forth between those two things in a way that I really enjoyed it. I felt like I was yeah. just along for the ride. Yeah, no, I agree. It was really good. I did see...
1: Because at first, I you know, at the start of the movie, I was like, why did I ever compare this to Blackbeard's ghost aside from, you know, the obvious? But then I realized, I'm like, no, this is exact... Like, it is. <laughs> it is. We'll get there. But they clearly yeah. were like, we're nodding to that. We're doing our own thing. Like, instead of treasure, he has this vault. Um, Which
0: is full of treasure. what I think could easily be considered pirate treasure. Like, he yeah. has little gold bars.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, what did, where did you get this from? Did you, like, yeah. rob the mine and the Mask of Zorro? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are. <laughs> we should mention that this movie stars our boy, Shah Rukh Khan.
0: Which is so fun to see him... In his young, like, gawky mid-twenties. Yes. Like, but also still is so much himself. Like, yes. there were so many moments where I was like, that's just, you are still just so that guy. And I love it.
1: I love it, too. And I always love, like, <laughs> a necklace. Like, it feels like he wore uh, yeah. a lot of, like, chokers in the mm-hmm. 90s. And I love it. It's a good look. Always liked his neck parts.
0: Yeah. And N- I don't, like it. And enjoy having attention drawn to them.
1: Yeah. So that's Shah Rukh.
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: if you've heard of him.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and then our ghost, our ghost crime boy, was played uh-huh. by Naseeruddin Shah, uh-huh. who is just amazing. And I think we said yeah. this the first time we watched Chamaq but I was like, I would love to watch other stuff where he was younger. I like yeah. his personality he brings to the table. Yeah,
0: I agree. I enjoy seeing him in this kind of a role, versus some of his more villainous roles like I think he's an actor who can play complex characters very well um
1: and then we have Irmala playing Mala yeah and Chamat was it was written by Shakat Beg and directed by Rajiv Mehra
0: nice yeah
1: should we go for it
0: I'm ready. I'm excited to dive in.
1: So to start, I completely forgot that this happened, but there is a delightful (laughs) animated sequence that essentially gives us the entirety of the plot.
0: Yeah, it's nice and and convenient that they do that. I did think it was remarkable how much they managed to make the cartoon Shah Rukh look like him.
1: (laughs) He looked like our coloring book. It really
0: did. Yes, I had that <laughs> yeah. exact same thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, <laughs> they nailed it.
0: <laughs> and then we open
1: in a village at a school amongst utter chaos mm-hmm. where we see our main guy, Sunder, managing a classroom because he is a teacher. Yeah. And then a Sheikh from Dubai arrives in this village. and i uh-huh. I was like, "What is happening? How you, know, me too? <laughs> why did you zero in on this village with this one teacher?" But, yeah, the Sheikh is like, "Hey, Sundar, like, I hear you want to build a big school in the village." And, like, Dubai has lots of money. So let's talk about that. And then it yeah. turns out it's not a Sheikh. It is Sundar's old friend Prem, who lives uh-huh. in Mumbai. I switched it, because they keep saying Bombay, but I'm like, it's right. Mumbai now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Prem tells Sundar that he should go to Dubai, because he can make a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. Sundar's totally down for it, because he's the sweetest man in the world, and his mm-hmm. only dream is to give his village a school. Like, yeah. he truly just wants to educate children.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in, like, a comfortable and safe and, yeah. like, secure environment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But he can't afford like the plane ticket, the visa, anything like that. So he has to go to an uncle to ask for the money to get his passport and his visa. And then Prem is like, great, give me the money. I'll get you your documents. You meet me in Mumbai and you'll be good to go. Mm -hmm. Sundar hugs all of his school children goodbye. Mm -hmm. And he catches his train to Mumbai on the train. (laughs) He (laughs) encounters a train car full of women yep by accident and he tries to escape but they won't let him and they're like no you're a man in a woman's train car you have to dress as a woman in order to escape or else the conductor will like throw you off the train and i'm like sure but also you could just let him go and then it wouldn't be a problem right (laughs) (laughs) but what's fascinating about this group of women is that they are simultaneously they're acting like they're offended that he's there but they also clearly don't want him to leave
0: right yes because they're like a boy <laughs> these ladies doth protest too much mm-hmm. <laughs> i did make a note that i would really like to ride this slumber party train it like that was like so it much fun. like a really good time
1: <laughs> i know yeah there was that woman with like the, the face mask on and i was like yeah. she's living life yeah yeah <laughs> um but then we get bichu oh bichu Mm-hmm. Which is a really fun song. It and that's really also the, the lyrics are very fascinating because at one point she's like singing about how, like, what would have happened if we were alone? I'd be so scared. But then she's like coming on to him as she's saying yeah. it. It's fast. And I'm like, this <laughs> this really sums up society's viewpoints of women, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: It's like, yeah, I'm so scared of what you might do to me. And then she grabs his hand (laughs) and, like, puts it on her thigh. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it's like, but I have to say these things. (laughs) Like, don't you mean
0: what, like, I'm doing to you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's fascinating. But anyway, it's a very fun romp through a train car as he's trying to escape these ladies. (laughs) They mess around with him a lot, including, like, slapping him on the butt, which is quite fun. They Um, stick a
0: pin in his butt.
1: Oh, they stuck a pin in his butt? Oh, I don't like that. They did that too? Yeah, and it looked like it might have been painful. (laughs) I mean, I can imagine. I don't want a pin in my butt.
0: No, me neither. They also
1: put some makeup on him, which he looks Mm -hmm. fantastic.
0: He does, yeah.
1: And then once they've had their fun, they kick him out. Mm -hmm. And then Sundar arrives in Mumbai, and he's like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) what happened?
0: What is this place?
1: (laughs) And he immediately gets his bag stolen. Yep. And then as he's at the police station to try to get help with getting his bags back, his money gets stolen. Yep. So then he's just like, I'm just gonna go to the hostel where Prem that Prem says he owns. Yeah. So he goes and the guy at the front desk is like, Oh yeah, here's this note from your friend Prem. And this letter says Prem conned him, but he's like, But don't worry, it was because I didn't have money to go to Dubai. So think of it as you helping out a friend
0: unconsentingly yeah and now you're stranded in mumbai like that's the part of this plan that i think is particularly cruel yeah he could have just stolen the money why did he have to make (laughs) go to mumbai (laughs) yeah but weirdly sunder's totally he's pretty chill about this whole thing
1: he rolls with mellow guy
0: yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) um So he has no luggage, he has no money, he can't afford to stay in the hostel. So he's like, well, what do I do? And the guy behind the counter is like, go sleep in the cemetery next door. (laughs) And so he does. And it is a very creepy cemetery.
0: It is unbelievably spooky. Like, the sounds? Yeah. And the the fog? Yeah, it
1: kind of reminds me of the cemetery in Hocus Pocus, like, at night. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I, the set. It is, it is yes. a
1: set of a creepy cemetery.
0: Yep. Because it, it's creepier yes. than
1: any normal cemetery would ever
0: be. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Cemeteries are actually, like, very well-kept places. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they don't the have these, part. like, trees with the like, vibe. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> But so Sundar's like, okay, I guess this is where I'm sleeping. So he sits on a grave and he talks about how sad he is that he won't be able to open a school in his village. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I mortgaged my home and my property for this. And like, how am I ever gonna (laughs) get back on my feet, basically? yeah. And then a ghostly voice talks back to him. Yeah. Uh, And we learn that Sundar is the first person who has heard this ghost speak in 20 Mm -hmm. years of death. And then in some very fun special effects, they really had a good time in this movie with special effects.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's
1: like there's lightning, there's sparkles, there's smoke. And out of all of this emerges the ghost from the grave.
0: There's also I really want to talk about the fact that Sundar is eating a sandwich through this entire thing.
1: Oh my god, I missed it.
0: I don't know where he got the sandwich because he doesn't have any money, but he, like, sits down and he's eating a sandwich the whole time. And then, like, even, like, after, like, the spooky ghost is showing up, he, like, still takes another bite of the sandwich. You know, he's like, I gotta eat. Yeah, I I mean, that's true. I also
1: made a note that this ghost, whose name is Marco, we'll learn, Mm -hmm. he looks great. He is in a super cool coat. He's got gloves. He's wearing a hat. He has a cravat
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: But Sundar is understandably a bit frightened. So he runs away from the ghost only to stumble across some sketchy guys (laughs) just hanging out in the cemetery. Just chilling. And they just start to threaten him for seemingly no reason that I can think of. For just Um, being there. Yeah. Who tries to tell them, like, there's a ghost, but they don't see anything.
0: Mm -hmm. So this is
1: how we learn that no one else can see Marco or hear him. Only Sundar. And then they try to stab Sunder, these these sketchy guys. And then Marco the ghost just lifts him up. And uh, then he beats up all these guys and they are totally bewildered and they run away. Problem solved.
0: I think one of my favorite things about Marco and his ghostliness is his ability to sometimes be corporeal and other times not.
1: It's very confusing to me. Like when he touches things intentionally, that's fine. Right. But when other things touch him... They pass through.
0: Right. And he can also pass through walls, but he can also punch people. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: He's corporeal at will.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, but so yes, the ghost introduces himself as Marco and says that they're just gonna hang out for a few days (laughs) because Cinder can help him, and in turn, Marco can solve all of his life problems.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: Marco explains that when he was alive, he wanted to be wealthy at any cost, even at the cost of love. (gasps) Um, And then we get a flashback of our our friend Marco intimidating a hotel owner into selling his hotel to him. Mm -hmm. And then Marco's goons later tracked down the hotel owner and stole the money back. And the hotel owner ends up jumping to his death through a window. Yeah. Uh, and so the hotel owner's widow curses Marco to die in a similar betrayal. And she says, you will want to live, but you won't live or die. It's like you'll be a ghost trapped yeah. in nimbo.
0: Her, this woman is my favorite character in the movie. Like, I just, yeah. I love a strong woman just flinging curses.
1: <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's like every scene that she's in is very meaningful
0: yes yeah yeah
1: (laughs) after this curse happens Marco's not too concerned about it and he makes another business deal to buy some land with a college on it and I'm never really quite clear as to like why is this piece of land so important um but it is like the crux of the film so (laughs) he goes to bulldoze this college that's on this land um Driving,
0: like, five very small trucks. Yeah. Like, there's one small bulldozer
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then a bunch of trucks. Mm -hmm. Very dangerous. (laughs) And in this moment, Marco realizes that his old love, Savitri, is working at that college. He goes to visit her and learns that since he chose money over her, she has lived as a widow, shunning love and joy. And this is also, it's it's very dramatic. Yeah. Like, her dad is like, you've ruined her. She doesn't get any fun out of life anymore. She has no, like, desires. And I'm like, that seems like a lot.
0: That does <laughs> seem like a lot. And I just have to say, like, Marco's not worth that. No. <laughs> no man is. No, Nobody is. That's like,
1: true. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. But Marco finds this enchanting and concerning and a couple different feelings (laughs) i can't really name uh and so what does he do he promises to quit all of his criminal activity in exchange for her love again and he on his own says i will write it in my life's blood yeah (laughs) and just like cuts into his hand and literally writes this promise in blood and i was like no one asked you to do this. No. This is a lot.
0: A self-imposed blood contract. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. <whoa. laughs>
0: um,
1: Marco then calls the cop, who has been trying to imprison him for, like, forever, and says that he'll surrender to him in two days after he's given back his wealth to all the people he's done wrong. His right-hand man, Kunta, protests this. But Marco's like... It's like not your decision. Just do what I tell you to do, mm-hmm. Lackey. I mean, he he doesn't say that. He's nicer about it cuz he's like Scrooge. He's had a change of heart. He wants to give away all his money. Yeah. But Marco does also make a stipulation that the college on that piece of land can lease that land for 20 years with an agreement that if they raise a certain amount of money, I believe it's 3 lakhs, after those 20 years, the lease will be extended. Marco and Savitri are really happy. We see them on their wedding night. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, wow, this feels a little bit, like, racy for, like, a 1990 Yeah,
0: considering, film. like, yeah, like, that people didn't kiss on screen, really, in the 90s. Right, like, like to see two people... Like, naked in bed. N- naked in bed, yeah. yeah. I thought that, too. I didn't remember there being this moment, and then, and I was like, what? Why is this happening? And then I realized, yeah. like, why they felt they needed to make it very they needed clear to show that this. they had, you know, had... Consummated? In- yeah, that's, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, but yes, yeah. It did seem a little bit like ooh scandalous. Yeah,
1: and it's this night that Marco gets a call from his goons saying that the cop has arrived, and Marco's like, "Oh yeah, I told him I was gonna turn myself in like tomorrow. I'll I'll go down to him now." So he gets up, he gets dressed in this snazzy Mm -hmm. outfit. It's like the middle of the night (laughs) and it's stormy, but okay, you gotta have your silk cravat. And he leaves his wife only to be ambushed by his own goons Mm -hmm. and taken to the creepy cemetery. And there, Kunta interrogates him about where he has hidden his wealth. But Marco refuses to tell him, and Kunta says, that's fine, I'm going to kill you and let everyone believe that you fled India, you abandoned your wife with all the money. So all the good you wanted to do isn't going to get done. Mm -hmm. And then the goons hang him, and hang Marco. And for good measure, they shoot him a couple of times.
0: <laughs> Just make sure he's real dead.
1: Yeah. And so then they put him in a grave-slash-crypt thing.
0: It's interesting, because I, we'll talk about this later, but I was actually oh. looking at a lot of cemeteries in yeah. Mumbai, and they do have these kind of, like, raised stone like above ground. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know if maybe that is actually, like, kind of the structure, but mm-hmm. it did, it wasn't like a dirt grave it was like no. yeah like a stone which is what we're used to yeah yeah
1: yeah i don't know um so whatever it is they put him yeah. in it it's a it's a box uh and he wakes up as a ghost and then he sees god yeah <laughs> <laughs> i forgot this happened um and god tells marco that he'll need to wait until a man comes who hears his voice and that man will be his salvation it's very like monty python holy grail (laughs) like yeah but until then marco cannot do anything and when he meets this man he cannot kill kunta but he can write injustices done to honest people Mm -hmm. and then we're back in the present and marco tells sunder that all he needs to do for them to help each other out is listen to what marco tells him so they steal a taxi yep Uh, and for some reason, Marco's the one that drives. He's
0: jerking that wheel
1: all over yes. the place. <laughs> he drives them very erratically. Uh, and then a policeman on a motorbike starts following them. Sunder convinces Marco to stop. Marco stops, and the policeman just fully rides over the taxi cab, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and Sunder tells the cop that he wasn't driving, but obviously the cop can't see Marco. Mm-hmm and then and then Marco steals his motorbike and he's riding it in circles around them um and I was like it's really just ghost shenanigans but I did like we also get a nice little bit of like Abbott and Costello who's on first Mm -hmm. circle talking where it's like who's doing this and Sunder's like Marco and then he's like who's Marco a ghost and then the guy's like who's ghost Marco's ghost (laughs) And it's like, but who's Marco? <laughs> a ghost. Like, I was like, oh, I kind of always enjoy that stupid yeah, <laughs> like, it, roundabout. Yeah, it's yeah. fun.
0: It's a good time.
1: But then Marco and Sunder go back to the college. <laughs> and Sunder runs into the girls from the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they point him to the principal's office. And I cannot believe that I forgot that our friend
0: johnny lever shows I know. up you know what's funny is like <laughs> the whole like first like 30 minutes of the movie up to this point i was like this really feels like the kind of movie johnny lever should be in <laughs> but i didn't remember that he was that he was yes <laughs> i know
1: there's so many exclamation points in my notes i was just like oh my god Channing. delightful <laughs> so happy to see him always <laughs> um And Marco eavesdrops on the principal and hears that they need a cricket coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he convinces Sundar to say that he is a cricket coach. And the principal hires Sundar, saying that the cricket team needs to be successful in order to save the college. Because for whatever reason, this game that they're going to play will give them the money they need to extend the lease on this land. As this is happening, Marco learns that Savitri is dead... And Sundar tells him that... They actually have this very sweet emotional moment because Sundar is just the most kind-hearted soul. So he just starts crying when he sees that Marco's so upset. It's very sweet. And it's very sweet. And Sundar tells him that he has to now fulfill her dreams for him so that he can be reunited with her in heaven. Mm -hmm. Next, we see Kunta, which... Were you ever tempted to call him something else? Yes,
0: like... I did I did giggle at his name from time also, to time.
1: Also his his teeth, like I understand that they might actually be that actor's teeth. Yeah. They're I, I'd like
0: to talk, too, about the fact that, one, he always seems like he's eating something. And I couldn't tell yeah. at first. I was like, is that just the way he talks? But I think he is eating because at one point he, like, spits something out at, at someone. Yeah. Um, but then also because he had the very, like, slicked back hair and he has a widow's peak. And he's, like, yeah. kind of pale. Dude looks like a vampire. Like
1: for real with the teeth yep girl you got it yeah (laughs) it's like
0: getting even more halloweeny supernatural beings in the mix here
1: so next we see kunta peeling a banana
0: and i bring this
1: up just because it's so random and weird like (laughs) i was like what a choice i love it but as he's doing this, he's saying that the college will be demolished soon because they can't afford to extend the lease. Mm-hmm. Mostly because he's been working behind the scenes to ensure that this college couldn't raise enough money to extend their lease. Yep. Again, not clear what the project is no. that they were going to put there, but um, I do whatever.
0: like Kunta's horse art in his office, though. <gasps>
1: Oh, is that with, like, the um, outline of all the yeah, horses? Yeah, like, kind of, yeah. they're sort of, like,
0: flowing into one another. Yes.
1: I did like that. Yeah. I did. I was like, how did <laughs> I miss this horse art you're talking about? But, no, I did notice yep. it. Yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sundar and Marco break into the hotel. This is the same hotel from the beginning. Uh, and Marco shows Sundar his secret vault. Mm-hmm. That He was like, No, I was super clever about this. There's no way that Kunta would ever find it. And Kunta should have tried every wardrobe, like for a false bag. Yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> Kunta's dumb. <laughs> yeah. I guess there was a reason he was the right hand man. Yeah, to begin that's with.
0: true.
1: Sundar says that they should bring the cops to the hotel the following day and show them the vault because Marco's plan was like, grab it all, put it in a bag, bring it to the cops. Sundar's like, it'll be better if we just bring them here to see it, which is true. But then when Sundar leaves, he accidentally leaves the entrance to the secret vault ajar. What a rookie mistake. Come on. Yeah, seriously. But Sundar goes to the police station the next day to ask them to come to the hotel and, like, make a bust. And he's told that they'll need to wait a week or so. Because the one guy that they were looking for, who was the guy from 20 years ago that Marco was going to turn himself into, he's, like, out of town right now. Mm -hmm. Back at school, Sundar is starting his first cricket practice when some school goons show up. Now, there's a few different teams of goons. Mm -hmm. So I differentiate between them by school goons, cricket goons, warehouse goons. So these are the school goons. (laughs) Um... And Mala, who is the girl from the train, mm-hmm. confronts them, which they're like, "Whoa, she's bold for like confronting Kunta's goons who have come to basically physically intimidate everyone." This is this um, is
0: Monty and like Tunga and she woman or she girl she and she girl, yeah.
1: <laughs> which is just they're ridiculous I
0: I wrote like Monty and his pirate goons because like I don't know why like these two are dressed the way they are then Monty's just like a normal guy
1: (laughs) it was the Blackbeard's ghost influence they were like we gotta put some pirate in
0: here (laughs) I do think that was the motivation Um, yeah
1: yeah before a real fight can break out Marco comes over and starts beating up the goons Mm -hmm. and then Johnny Lever and Sundar jump in to help. I also don't know Johnny's name. In this no, me neither. Movie. I never know
0: the names of his characters. So he's just Johnny.
1: And Marco definitely stabs Tunga with like a sharp pole thing. I think like, right in the middle. I think it's a wicket. Oh, it could be a wicket. I I don't know about cricket. <laughs> nope, me neither.
0: Um, because I think they like Mala was gonna get impaled, and then right he turned the the wicket on on Tunga
1: yes uh, yeah but it's okay tunga's okay he'll be back don't worry (laughs) don't worry
0: about tunga
1: (laughs) he's only mostly dead (laughs) and then another fool throws mala on the ground and is literally about to jump full force i think this is monty full force onto her stomach which i'm like in what world is this how you fight yeah
0: it's very strange that's a
1: weird choice (laughs) (laughs) but it's fine because marco stops him and then the school goons run away and Marco says, now the fight has ended, the romance begins. <laughs> and we get a love song between Sundar and Mala. I do
0: like how much Marco ships the two of them. That's really sweet. Oh,
1: he's like from the get-go. He's into it. <laughs> yeah. I did say her orange and black outfit is on point yes. for a ghost movie. Yes,
0: it is. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you also felt that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be funny, but I found it very funny just like how exaggerated it all was. And I yes. think it was supposed to be funny because I think the second love song later is more, more sensual. And then this yeah, one is I like a little bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it uh, it was very silly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think we figure out why because at the end of the song it zooms out and you realize that this was all in Mala's yes. head. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it is definitely like a her fantasy of what their love song would be right. yeah <laughs> in which case it makes sense that they're like really because it is it's like there's this extra dramatic flair mm-hmm. to how they're holding each other yes yeah but then marco ends up learning that mala is his daughter yes that is a big like whoa <laughs> the principal mr call then tells sundar that the goons belong to marco's gang uh, and that Marco had ruined him and his life with his lies of living an honest life. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Call then tells Sundar that Marco left India and abandons Savitri on their wedding night. Did you
0: already say that he was her dad and Mala's grandfather?
1: Yeah, Mr. Call is Mala's grandfather, father of Savitri, Marco's father-in-law um that's
0: probably not yeah i guess is. that's important yeah. <laughs> i feel
1: like it is important i don't know why i was like i'll skip that <laughs> um but we'd get a flashback of what happened after marco died so kunta showed up at the college which is where mr call and savitri lived and demanded that they give him the papers for the hotel mm-hmm. because marco had already given them to his wife to like right those wrongs Savitri refuses to do that, and then Kunta gets really creepy and definitely is planning to rape her. Um, And then Mr. Call, obviously, in an effort to save Savitri, he gets the papers and hands them over to Kunta. So that is why the hotel is still in Kunta's power. And back in the present, Mr. Call is weeping, and Marco pledges to come for Kunta and get his revenge. I liked the, his, like, powerful monologue. Yes.
0: And he's sort of, like, his... shouting at the, at the yes. heavens. <laughs> at the heavens.
1: Because literally, he and God chat, yeah, you know? Pals. And then he flies away. And there's something utterly delightful about when Marco flies in this movie, because I get it. It was, like, 90s. Yeah. And what is special effects? And <laughs> But the whole vibe of the... The camera changes right um,
0: yeah and i think too it's like it, it felt like the movie had been like remastered like had been they'd kind of like made it look a little bit yeah. tidier but then there were a couple of moments like this part where he's flying and then later in the dance where it was like yeah oh we, <laughs> we missed these couple of frames <laughs> we, didn't, uh-huh. we didn't do it during these parts
1: <laughs> yeah i agree it's kind of great Yep. yeah uh, so, yeah, he flies away with Sundar running after him. And then he takes Sundar to, like, his old arms warehouse. Yes. And the goons on watch at the warehouse see Sundar and run after him. And so he, like, leads them away unintentionally. I think he's just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> runs away. And then Marco gets a machine gun and just shoots up this entire warehouse. Yes. And I was thinking, I was like, you're going to shoot some bombs? Yep.
0: But it's okay, because he's a ghost. Yep, that was what I thought, too. I forgot that he was <laughs> yeah. a ghost for a second.
1: <laughs> so he just explodes the whole thing. And next scene, we see Kunta killing the warehouse goons, mm-hmm. because they failed in their job to protect the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, he learns about the secret vault. And he's super happy about this new development, because he's like, haha, I found all of Marco's wealth. And then he tells the college goons to kill... Sundar and Mala, mm-hmm. which those college goons don't seem capable. No, they really don't. <laughs> look at their
0: costumes. <laughs> like, look at what they're wearing.
1: <laughs> Kim, are you saying you can't murder someone in a pirate costume? I mean, if you're a pirate, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I feel like yeah. If you're giving too much thought to your costume, you should probably find a different line of work. I
0: agree. Yeah. <laughs> that's, if that's your top priority.
1: <laughs> anyway. Meanwhile, Mala arrives at Sundar's room and walks in on him bathing, which everyone, because Marco's there too, everyone but Sundar finds very amusing. They're just laughing
0: um, at this poor naked boy.
1: Yeah, who's like, he's trying to like cower to hide himself yeah. from Mala's eyes. And like, she's just like shamelessly like, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> I like Mala. I
0: do too. Yeah.
1: And then Mala, Sundar, and Marco are driving in the car, unclear... I think they're just having a date? Is that what's happening? I think so,
0: too. Yeah. To the golf course. Yeah, Right. (laughs) When they realize
1: that the college goons are following them with automatic weapons. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's absurd. I love it so much. Um, And Marco goes flying back to join the college goons in their car. And then we get our second love Mm -hmm. song, where... Sunder and Mala are having their really sweet, sensual love <laughs> moments, while the goons are basically stalking yeah. them with their guns and a really long rope.
0: Yep. I really enjoyed this whole sequence. It's very I funny. thought it was very silly. <laughs> I do also want to talk about the outfits that Sundar and Mala are wearing, because Sundar is wearing a shirt that, yeah. like, at first I was like, that is a great 90s color blocked shirt and then I...
1: Wrote that I love and it. And then you
0: get close well, enough to it to realize that it's corduroy.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs>
0: a corduroy color black shirt, which is the most 90s thing I can imagine. Um, yeah. And then. Oh, I love it. Like, closely followed by Mala, who is wearing like a patterned dress and leggings that are the same fabric as the dress. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I was overwhelmed. With, (laughs) with nostalgia and joy for these outfits, Um, I know
1: I really loved his shirt.
0: Yep, it's like really. I would I would wear that shirt.
1: You'd look adorable (laughs) in it. I love it. it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, but I love that.
1: Like while the couple is prancing, Marco is just tying the goons (laughs) to a big tree with their own rope, and then like the goons tried to explode uh, Mala's car. But Marco switches the explosives to, like, the goon's car. So then when they go to, like, push the thing, they they blow up their own car. It's very, Um, very funny. They knew what they were doing in terms of the comedy. Yes, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah.
1: And so Marco and Sundar go back to the hostel, and they see the hotel owner's widow begging for some money. Mm -hmm. And Marco says that they should go give her some of the money from the vault. So they return to the hotel only to discover that the vault has been emptied. Mm-hmm. So Marco pledges to find the money and he walks into like the main layer, as I call mm-hmm. it, uh, Kunta's office. And he finds Kunta yelling at the college goons for failing yep. and like blowing up a car. Yeah, just to, yeah. F-
0: yeah, they did a bad job. They deserve this dress. They did down. a really bad
1: job. <laughs> um, and Marco successfully finds Kunta safe. And he tries to steal some of the money in there. I was also thinking, I'm like, you can't pull physical things through a wall. yeah. But he tries. He tries. And he sets off the alarm Uh, in this safe. So he's like, okay, that's not going to work. I got a good laugh out of
0: that moment where he, like, puts his hands up and everyone turns around (laughs) and they're like, oh, right, I'm a ghost.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's easy to forget (laughs) um, when you're running around causing shenanigans. Exactly. And so Marco tells Sundar that they'll have to gamble to make money. Now, I like this because this is like kind of a nod to Blackbeard's ghost. There's like a whole gambling thing oh. in Blackbeard's okay. ghost. So I have to believe it was intentional yeah. that he brought that up to Sundar. And then Sundar was like, no, that's not like a moral way to make money. Let's let's put on a performance instead. We'll entertain people. And so they end up doing a magic show on the street. Yeah. And we get our next dance number, which is "Deco Deku Chamakkar. And I really liked it. This
0: is what I'm going to pick for my favorite kind of song sequence of the movie. Yeah, good choice. Very sweet, very funny. I really like the balance of like do-gooding as well as like mischief doing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Marco's
0: like (laughs) stealing people's purses and hats, but then they're also like feeding the hungry.
1: (laughs) Right, right. It also gave me some, like, big energy.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: When they're dancing side and by the, side. Yeah. Except obviously, people can't see Marco. Yeah, but... I could
0: totally see that, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and there is the great moment with the shoes. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> special effects moment was so funny. Oh, it's just a box? Yeah, like, I, it's just a I box. can only <laughs> describe it as, like, they copied and pasted. <laughs> just yeah. the box of Marco's feet dancing next to Shari's feet <laughs> is very funny.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Um, and then at the end of the day, Sundar and Marco go to give the money to the widow, only to walk in on a conversation where the eldest daughter is trying to convince her mother to let her become a prostitute yep. so that her younger sister doesn't also have to become a prostitute. This
0: movie when was not expecting prostitution to come up at all. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah,
0: it's really
1: hitting all the topics it's dark yeah yeah and then sunder enters the house but he does it in a very respectful making his entrance known not in like a "Ah." (laughs) ha and he comes up with this whole story about how long ago their father the widow's husband had lent him or had lent his father money and now he's paying back that loan yeah um, which is really sweet. Very sweet. They helped this widow that, admittedly, Marco screwed over in the first place.
0: Right. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but he's he's writing some wrongs. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and as they walk away from the widow's house, Marco says that now, in addition to getting the hotel back to the widow and saving the college, he has to also get Sundar and Mala married before he can go to heaven. Uh-huh. And at the moment of this conversation, a truck drives by, followed by a police car. It's a robbery in progress. And I'm pretty sure this police car is driven by the same cop who was the motorbike cop. Yes,
0: yeah. He's got a bit of a runner.
1: (laughs) Yes. And so Marco picks up Sunder and flies him to the truck, where they beat up the thieves together as the policeman behind watches. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really loving yep. this. And they pulled the truck up to the police station, so robbery averted, and now this policeman thinks they're heroes. Yes. And at this time, Mr. Call arrives home and is really happy because they've secured a 3 lakh sponsorship for the fashion show. <laughs> so that's all they needed to save the school. Yeah. And I was like, what kind of fashion show is this? <laughs> um, I don't know, but it's good because he's like, Hey, Sundar, it no longer matters if we win that cricket match because we got the money. Mm-hmm. But Kunta is not happy about this development, obviously, and he vows that he will get his revenge on the fashion show. Yep. And so we go to the fashion show, which is really more of a dance show.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know where the fashion show <laughs> element comes in here. but No. Um, but then we
1: get our dance number, Giovanni Diwani, and this is my yeah (laughs) of course it is it's got trumpets it's got like excessive dancing um it's over the top (laughs) in all the ways and I was like the actual dancing itself is very silly Mm -hmm. like the choreography isn't the best I've ever seen um but I love it and I like when Marco joins the party With his, like, ghost vibes.
0: That's my favorite um, part of this whole number is Marco, like, at the front of the stage. Just, like, like a pageant mom, like, boogieing yeah. and, like, cheering everyone on. Even though only one person could see him. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah.
1: And meanwhile kunta is hiding in the crowd Mm -hmm. and it's like what has he done and it turns out he planted a bomb (laughs) like he's just like full-on terrorist he really is yeah
0: like he's an evil evil man and
1: now i will say it seemed like the explosion happened at the end of the fashion show Uh unless this was just the opening maybe it was
0: (laughs) yeah this is just like and then after this we bring out the fashion it was it was very confusing it was confusing and I loved yeah. it.
1: <laughs> um, And now all of the sponsors of the fashion show are demanding their money back because the show exploded.
0: You know, I I really have trouble <laughs> believing that actual sponsors would do that. Like, <laughs> I know, I was like, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, no.
1: Your name was still attached to some stuff.
0: And it's not as if they just, like, canceled it. Like, there was yeah. a bomb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because the school has a second chance to get saved, and that's the cricket yeah. match. So now they do have to win the cricket match. Yep. So there's a whole thing where Sunder gets handed one lakh for, for safekeeping, but Marco's like, I'm a savvy businessman. We could make more money. Mm-hmm. Let me just steal this lac and bet it on the cricket team. Yeah. And Kunta's goons assume that it was Sundar who bet the money. So Kunta calls Mr. Call and says that Sundar is working against them to ensure that the college is destroyed. So Kunta's also just trying to, like, you know, sabotage stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Sundar gets arrested for stealing. And then Marco visits Sundar in jail, and he tells him, like, ah, that was my bad, I bet the money. And he's like, but I promise, like, I'm going to make sure the cricket team wins. It's going to be fine. We're going to have a huge payout. And Sundar pushes back against that, saying that helping those students to cheat will make them no better than him. Mm -hmm. And they get into this whole argument. And then Marco ultimately says that he's done trying to help and he's never coming back to Sundar. On the bright side, the entire cricket team has arrived to protest that (laughs) Sundar is innocent. Yeah. Um... And the motorbike cop comes and is like, that guy's a hero. He wouldn't do this. And he bails him out. Yay. And so at the game, Marco does show up. And so does Kunta. Everyone's here. And Sundar tells Kunta that it was actually Marco who placed the bet. Mm-hmm. And Kunta first gets really, really mad. And then he's like, eh, stop. Marco's not here. He's, he's dead. I killed him. It's fine. Meanwhile, the game's really not going well for the home team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the umpire just keeps ruling against them in really, really obvious ways. Yeah. Like, usually you're supposed to be a little bit more subtle, but <laughs> whatever. And then Sundar finally gives in and begs Marco for help. Um, and Marco's kind of like, no, you said that I was, like, a bad person for doing this. So, no, I'm not doing it. I'm such a diva. And, right? <laughs> and, oh, God, Kim, I'm so excited for you to watch Blackbird's Ghost because <laughs> he's a diva, too. <laughs> But he's like drunk most of the time.
0: <laughs> I love good. a drunken Diva.
1: <laughs> With like and he's a pirate, like a big beard, like, oh my god. Um It's great. Okay, uh but but Sundar ends up convincing Marco to help by pointing out that by not interfering, Marco is actually helping his killer to win.
0: That's very true.
1: Yeah, and Marco's like, well, I can't have that. <laughs> so he gets back up to his ghostly shenanigans, and the game starts to turn around, because, you know, he's doing ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And then the cop from 20 years ago shows up at the game, and Sundar explains to him that Marco died, but he's now a ghost. Like, he didn't leave, he didn't flee India. He was meaning to follow through with what he said, but he was killed. And Kunda sees this exchange, and then he's like, all right, we got to kill that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, you've already said that. It didn't him a work him yeah. <laughs> but now he's like, okay, telling a different set of goons, let's kill Sundar. Yeah. Let's make him disappear, just like we made Marco disappear 20 years ago. And as the college closes in on their win, Kunta's goons kidnap Sundar. But Mala sees the whole thing, so they kidnap Mala too. Mm-hmm. And at the cemetery... Mala and Sundar put up a pretty good fight, yeah. but ultimately they're no match for all the goons, so they get pushed into their own open grave crypt thing. Yep. But then they get covered alive. Yeah. And then Marco hears the voice of Sundar calling for mm-hmm. him from the cemetery, and that's how he knows where they are. So he basically uses the motorbike cop as a puppet. Mm-hmm. To, like, lead everyone to the cemetery. And then Marco releases Mala and Cinder from their crypt. And all is well until Kunta and his goons emerge from the fog. Oh, no. And the good guys are surrounded. But then, like, they've got a ghost on their side. So Marco steals one of the bad guys' guns and uses it to shoot most of the goons. I am confused as to how those guys can then fight when they've been shot several times in the torso. There were were a
0: couple of times where I was like, I thought that guy already died. But, yeah, I got a little confused. I did really like there were some good flippy stunts in this uh, in this fight yeah. sequence. And I, like, Shah Rukh was involved in some of those stunts. And I was like, mm, we're... good job, you guys. I'm enjoying it. That's them. very
1: fun. Yeah. It was a pretty, like, lengthy fight scene. It... There was a lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah,
0: it was very elaborate, yeah. But ultimately, the good
1: guys are winning. Yeah. And then Marco beats up Kunta, which confused me because... Previously, when he tried to like wrap his hands around Kunta's throat, he couldn't do it. So then I was like, okay, so he can maybe only touch him if his intent is not to kill. Maybe,
0: yeah, I think that's good lore. Uh,
1: Okay, Um, but then he strings him up from a tree. Yeah, and I feel like at that point his intent is to like hang him.
0: But maybe because he's not touching, touching him. Maybe yeah, yeah. Because he can also touch the guns.
1: Yeah, that's true. We're really trying to reach for some logic here. We really here. are. <laughs> um, but he uses the like threat of hanging to get Kunta to confess mm-hmm. through Sundar. He's like, tell him to confess. And Sundar tells him to confess. And he does. Um, and so Kunta confesses the entire truth, including the fact that he killed Marco. And then Marco drops him into the grave and is about to drop a giant rock on him. Which, again, is just, like, unpleasant. Yeah. Just as far as a method of killing a person. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't even like to do that to bugs. (laughs) It's messy. Yeah. Um, And Mala stops him before he can drop this rock. And his family, because this is his family, his daughter and his father-in-law tell him not to make his salvation impure. Mm -hmm. So he lets the police take Kunta away instead. Yeah. And then all is well, and Marco gives Mala and Sundar his blessing for their marriage. And then we go back to Sundar's home village where he and Mala have opened up a brand new school that looks really great. And Marco is there, and he then gets like, gives them one final blessing, and he gets lifted into the air by God. Uh-huh. And he asks for one more minute, and he leaves us with some parting wisdom. He says, I got another chance. But maybe you won't. So start filling your account with good deeds before it's too late, mm-hmm. and then he's gone. Yep.
0: I and that's the. I end. really loved how everybody like down on earth was like waving <laughs> at him, even though they couldn't they see, can't him. see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that's so Cinder's, true. Just like waving, at everyone else is like, uh, bye!"
1: <laughs> like looking around. It kind of gave it gave me some um Gaya Gaya vibes. Yeah to Jadu it's like okay bye
0: Bye Jadu Jadu. yeah just like zoom in
1: (laughs) but at least they could see him you're so right I (laughs) thought about that oh it's funny
0: what a fun movie I wanted to say two things one that I just realized as you were going through the recap how much could have been solved if Sundar had at any point brought people to Marco's remains and been like hey in this grave There's the remains of that guy who you all thought ran away, but he was killed by that other guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Huh. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Me neither until just now. Um, And the other thing that occurred to me as we were just going through the recap is how much this movie reminds me of Aladdin. Like, there's just some similar things of, like, you know, charming young guy who's down on his luck meets supernatural being mm. who promises yeah. to help him, like, gives him sort of the strength to, like, help both him and himself, like, both the, yeah. the young man and the supernatural being. Um, I like that. Yeah. And even, like, the fight that they have in the prison is sort of, like, the fight that Aladdin and the genie have. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I like, that's a hot take. Yep. I like it.
0: I, yeah, I'm full of those kind of, <laughs> <laughs> of things. Just like all these things that remind me of Disney movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, well, Blackbeard's Ghost is a Disney well, movie. So. yeah.
0: Very excited.
1: Guys, I love, I love Blackbeard's Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't picked up on it.
0: It seems like it was like a formidable childhood film for you, and I'm excited That it really was, I will get to see it, but then also that there is this Bollywood version that you also now get to enjoy. It's great,
1: yeah. I don't really have much to add. I really love it, it was really fun, and I think I let my sister's opinion cloud my memory of it. And now I'm happy that I'm back, yeah,
0: back to just loving it,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah,
0: so research. What
1: did you research? Um, Yeah. Pretty
0: quick this week, but I did, I researched two things, um, because I had kind of two questions coming out of this movie, and the first one was about cemeteries. Mm. Like, obviously, not everybody who lives in Mumbai is Hindu, but it is a majority Hindu city. And we know that it is most common that folks cremate their dead in the Hindu traditions. So I was just kind of curious about, like, what's what's going on in the cemeteries in Mumbai? So I just Googled Uh cemeteries in Mumbai
1: (laughs) and I found
0: an article by Prashad Ramamurthy about a few different communities who established burial grounds around the city. Which then kind of revealed some interesting things about the different groups who have lived in Mumbai and have traded with, um, you know, with the Indian people through what was then mm. Bombay um, over the yeah. centuries. So, yeah, just kind of revealed some cool things that I wasn't expecting to learn.
1: Okay. But so,
0: first of all, in uh, a neighborhood in eastern Mumbai uh, called Antop Hill, there's a Chinese cemetery which was established in 1889 with the first Chinese migrants who arrived in the 1850s.
1: Okay. The
0: Chinese community was once populous enough that there was even a Chinatown in Mumbai. Okay. Yeah, the community has since dwindled, but today one of the community's last remaining relics is a temple in Mazagon, which is near the cemetery. And the Maharashtra Mm. Chinese Association is responsible for the cemetery's upkeep, and today it is commonly frequented around the Chinese New Year. Ah. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's also in uh, the same part of the city an Armenian cemetery, which was mm. fun for me to learn, being partnered to an Armenian fellow. Um, yeah, uh, which uh, so this community was established by those Armenian folks who began trading with India all the way back in 1670.
1: Wow, and
0: as this community diminished the cemetery was then taken over by bahais which is another religious group um mm. and they took over the cemetery in the 1980s promising that in exchange for being able to also bury their dead in those grounds, they would take over the upkeep of this historic cemetery. Okay. And because Baha'is believe that graveyards should look like gardens, all of the Armenians who are are using that space as their final resting place get to benefit from these absolutely stunning, like, floral gardens that the Baha'is oh. have established in this cemetery. Um, That sounds
1: really nice. Yeah, so I
0: thought that was a really cool little, like, cultural exchange that was happening in this
1: area. I know, I would like to, I I don't know if there is the same practice in other countries, like, when you're visiting, to walk through cemeteries. Because that's a huge thing here, like, people do it all the time. (laughs) yeah and so i'm like if that is the thing that is available it'd be very cool to i i totally
0: agree and wait till you hear about the last one i'm going to tell you about
1: okay Um, but
0: first uh second to last is the suri christian cemetery which is also in eastern mumbai uh, which is the final resting place for many british colonizers and those they converted Mm -hmm. to christianity All right. Not as excited about that one. You know, they Um, deserve a resting place too, but that's all I'm going to say. It's true. But (laughs) there is also within that cemetery an enclosed portion which houses the Italian prisoners who were captured and brought to India during World War II. Mm.
1: Wow.
0: Ramamurti advises readers who visit the cemetery to take the time to read the interesting epitaphs that they will find on the gravestones, including one... That was for a man named Edward Mansfield, which reads that Mansfield died from the, quote-unquote, bursting of a balloon. Oh. And I really liked that then Merti was like, one presumes the hot air variety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted huh. to pass along that little bit of humor. That's very yeah. fun. But that's one yeah. of the reasons it's fun and interesting to look at a cemetery, right. is to kind of see those those little stories and, um, and, yeah. and honor that past. But so lastly, and what I found to be the most interesting of these, was the Jewish Cemetery in central Mumbai. Mm. Um, Arabic-speaking Jews from primarily Baghdad and Damascus arrived in India in the late 1700s to participate in trade. Um, And because it was a center of commerce, they ended up in Mumbai, the leaders mm-hmm. of this community primarily industrialist david sassoon and his descendants built landmarks such as the Magan david synagogue the neset eliahu synagogue and a burial ground that sassoon established in 1878 in memory of his son joseph sassoon The cemetery features plaques memorializing the victims of the Holocaust, who are not buried Mm -hmm. there, but they took the the time and the space to honor them in the the cemetery. And it is the final resting place of Pramila Abraham, who was the first Miss India and was one of Bollywood's earliest producers. Oh. Um, Yeah, and it was cool because I was reading recently about the Jewish women who were huge in Bollywood in like the early days of the industry. That is
1: so cool. Yeah,
0: and it was cool to see like one of their names mentioned in this article and she's buried in this this Jewish cemetery um, yeah. and this just got me thinking like I am really excited to someday learn more about those Jewish women who were involved in, in the early days of the industry.
1: I know, and I hear my brain is going like, right? Like I've been trying to get the Jewish women in my life <laughs>
0: Into Bollywood. Uh-huh.
1: And that's actually a passport. Absolutely too. it is, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um most of the Jewish women in my life are already fans of Bollywood, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you lucked out there. <laughs> I, yeah, two out of three. I've, I've got them covered. Uh huh. Uh so yeah, that was my little, you know, exploration of uh of cemeteries. Um but now I want to talk about ghosts.
1: Oh, love it. Let's talk about ghosts. Yeah,
0: because you and I, we have wondered before, like, again, thinking about Hinduism and what we know about it being a a religion that believes in reincarnation, what is a ghost? Like...
1: That's a really... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what I have kind of understood is that very similarly to the way that we perceive ghosts in, like, different Western traditions, Mm -hmm. ghosts are... Basically, dead people with unfinished business who for one reason or yeah. another are not able to transcend onto whatever comes next. And this is very much a thing across many different faiths is this idea that, you know, humans have souls and they can't right. pass on to whatever that faith sees as being what comes next or it doesn't even need to be faith, just whatever like a, a person believes comes next. And so they're mm-hmm. they're left disembodied causing mayhem or trying to bring about whatever their unfinished business is Mm -hmm. and so i did find there is a wikipedia article that's all about butas or ghosts um and so i just wanted to talk a little bit about uh some characteristics of butas
1: i also i just like that boo is, yeah. is that you know
0: Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. that's very yeah. fun thank you for pointing that out <laughs> but yes usually considered perturbed and restless supernatural beings who were prevented from moving on towards whatever awaits them in the afterlife apparently ghosts and butas are particularly prevalent in bengali storytelling that's kind of cool
1: mm, yeah
0: butas are often depicted as able to shapeshift but most commonly take human form
1: that's cool. they are
0: distinguishable from humans thanks to their feet that point backwards yeah yeah very creepy but also <laughs> oh, helps i,
1: don't like that. I know
0: I, it's very disturbing to think about but it does i give us a little better context for that moment in bulbulaya where he says yeah about her crooked feet yes also because the earth is considered sacred in or semi-sacred in some indian traditions butas usually avoid contact with the ground and are seen hovering above it mm. so that's how they kind of fly and move around
1: i like that that's creepy is in creepy. a good way like, in a cool way because it's kind of like the whole like holy ground right yes but like earth itself is holy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's cool like it's that. not just
0: limited to cemeteries like in Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Butas, they cast no shadows and they also are mm. usually dressed all in white. There's okay. a subset of Butas called, I think it's Churels, Churels, um, C-H-U-R-E-L-S, mm. who are women okay. who died during pregnancy or childbirth. Um, and they, they look like women, but just like with the feet thing, they have some of their features turned backwards or upside down. And they are known <laughs> to lure young men into loving them, and then they take those men's lives. There are, those stories of these young men falling in love with them and the the, the churels letting them live, and then they, like, end oh. up living together and sometimes even getting married. Oh, that's nice. nice. <laughs> You
1: know I like a ghost, right?
0: I absolutely, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now I know what you're all thinking, hearing about these spooky ghosts. Um, how do you thwart them? And lucky ah, lucky yes. for <laughs> us, the Wikipedia page about Bhutas has a section on thwarting them. Is that, you, <laughs> that, is is the that actually like, the word, word they, that use? they use? Okay, yes. great. So... Uh, Butas are said to fear water as well as objects Hmm. made of iron or steel. So make sure you've got Mm. some of that handy. Water is probably the easiest of those things for you to look at. (laughs) Yep. They can also be warded off with the scent of burning turmeric. So
1: also, you know, a good thing to
0: have around. In some Hindu traditions and other Dharmic religions, it is said that the soul cannot ever be destroyed. And so therefore, Mm -hmm. Hindu exorcists cannot destroy Buddhas, but they can perform a ritual called an Alma Shanti, which is a modified death anniversary ceremony in which those haunted by the Buddha promise to ensure the rebirth of the Buddha, or to aid it in carrying out whatever its unfinished business is. So basically they're saying, like, okay, we can't get rid of you, but we'll help you do whatever you need us to do in order for you to, like, move on to the next yeah. phase of existence. And then the Buddha is like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. I'm going to stop haunting you. Um, that's nice. Yeah, so it's a good, I mean, still kind of like <laughs> a parasitic relationship, but yeah. still somewhat, somewhat helpful. But so yeah, essentially the best way to get rid of a Hindu ghost is just to give it what it wants, which also, you know, very similar to what we've seen in our last two movies. That's that that's how we mm-hmm. uh, how we helped those ghosts move on to their next. Well, I don't we don't know that that happened for Anjulika, but hopefully after yeah. she beat up Monjulika, <laughs> she got hopefully. to the I scent. mean and, yeah.
1: <laughs> and these were like wrongfully murdered ghosts. This is true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed this little exploration of cemeteries and ghosts. Um it certainly felt very seasonally appropriate. Yeah.
1: I liked yeah. it. I mean, I I got a little scared.
0: It's a little spooky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: I like keep looking at my little like thumbnail video in the corner just to make sure there's no like ghosties <laughs> behind me. Cuz you know it's like the classic like oh, let me wash my face, and then when I yeah. put my, like, head back up, there's someone standing behind you in the mirror. Well, don't
0: worry, Katie. I will tell you if a ghost shows up behind you. I promise. You. I won't let it sneak up on you and take you away.
1: I appreciate that.
0: And if I were a cruel person, I would pretend like there was one behind you now, but I won't do that. Yeah,
1: but you won't, because that'd be so, be very yeah. Rude. It would go all sorts of wrong, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Like, even just the idea of it is yeah yep, nope <laughs> um anyway should we move on yes yes <laughs> um great pluggables follow us on instagram mm-hmm. to white girls talk bollywood do whatever it is you do on instagram there yep. uh, you're welcome to dm us if you'd like yeah. to communicate with us also subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on yeah. And if you feel like it, you can leave a rating or leave a review. We always really appreciate that as well. But as always, thank you so much for listening.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us for this spooky time. Um mm-hmm. and follow us also on TikTok, also at Two White Girls Talk Bollywood, and listen to our Bollywood Bangers playlists, which we link in our episode descriptions as well as in our Instagram posts on Tuesdays. Yes. Yay. Yay. So, <laughs> yeah, I
1: actually don't remember what are we watching. Stream? We're
0: watching Stree.
1: <gasps> yes, I am very excited about this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've got Rajkumar Rao. Yep. We've got Shraddha Kapoor. Yep. We've got
0: Pankaj Tripathi. Is that who you were We've, gonna say? Yeah. I didn't remember he was no. in it. I was just looking at the cast and I was like, "Hey,
1: <laughs> that was not who I was gonna say." What was I gonna say? Uh, oh,
0: a parshikti Karana?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Because I was like, <laughs> "Okay, it's
0: it's,"
1: circling back <laughs> to that time that I got very confused. Ayushman Karana and his brother. Yep. I was blanking on Ayushman's name.
0: So now we have His... Ayushman Karana's brother, Correct. Aparshikti Karana. Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I'm all um, caught up. Yay! But uh, yeah, this is going to be, I think, back in the category of things that are like, ooh, maybe a little like actually spooky and scary. Yeah. Well, probably not
1: too bad. No, I mean, I do remember it. It's... It's definitely. I find it a little scary. Yeah. But yeah, I am a little. I'm like, "Oh, it's definitely a little spooky. I'm going to try to mm-hmm. make sure I watch it during the daylight hours."
0: I think that's a that's a fair choice. I honestly don't remember it all that well, so I'm excited to be reminded of what it's about and mm-hmm. what happens.
1: Now, I will say that it's doing the autoplay thing and I really wish it wasn't because it's scary. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> the thing for Stree is
1: like once the lights turn off and then there's just like a dark shape behind you. No, thank you.
0: <laughs> yep, that's 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 plenty spooky here. But IMDb tells us that this movie is about the small town of Chandri, where the menfolk live in fear of an evil spirit named Stree, who abducts men in the night. Uh, and it's based on the urban legend of the Naleba. Mm. that went viral in Karnataka in the 1990s.
1: Ooh, I wonder if that's what I'll research.
0: Oh, who knows?
1: (laughs) Makes it easy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Street is available to watch on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And the Netflix synopsis is, Once a year, men in a small town fear abduction by an eccentric female spirit. That's kind of a cute adjective for her. Yeah. A young tailor dismisses the idea of the ghost until he falls for her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of cute young tailors in these films.
0: <laughs> this is at least our second. It, at, cute yeah, young really, Taylor. I think it
1: was just like the one. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> that I was thinking about. Jason, you know. Just Jason, yeah. Um. um yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, this. I'm excited, too. And I also think it's fun that this is, like, an urban legend and, mm-hmm. like, you know, the kind of, like, going in a spooky direction from from that. That's fun. It'll be
1: good. So, yeah. Get your spook on. hmm And until next time, remember, Bollywood doesn't need us, but we need Bollywood and spookiness. Yeah. Like, I'm convinced someone's in my house right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also the ghosts need us to help them
1: that's true <laughs> yes yes oh my god Kim what if what if it was the ghost of like a Bollywood actor who uh-huh. like died in his prime but from like mysterious circumstances I need to write this <laughs> stay <Yeah>. tuned
0: <laughs> I I think we all need you to write that and to read it and enjoy it uh, with all our hearts. But until then, <laughs> until then, watch stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh.